Everyone, hi, hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I'm sitting here in Dining Room Studios with one of my favorite people, renowned YouTuber and actor and director and author, Shane Dawson. Welcome back. Well, I'm back. You're back and you're drinking a Diet Coke. I'm back on the soda train. Last time I was here, I was all about the water. I Were had like you? six bottles of water because I was watching you drink your sparkling, amazing diet water. <laughs> and I wanted it, so but I didn't have it. Mm. Um, but my trainer told me diet soda is okay. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean that's probably not the best thing to tell me because now it's like you opened up, you opened it up, man. You opened uh, up a can. That's right. Literally. Uh, my trainer is under the impression that I drink a ton of water, <laughs> and at the beginning I did, and I hope he doesn't listen to this because at the beginning I really was like I bought in. Mm. I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna drink water. I'm gonna not eat at night. I'm gonna really be mm. healthy. But it's like all the old habits have come back, and I'm also working out, but. Uh, the, I just I just don't like water. It's no, it's awful. I mean, do you drink anything but this sparkling crap? Um, I've talked about this on the air. The stuff you're referring to is my refresh <laughs> wild cherry sparkling water beverage, mm. which I buy at Pavilions. It's kind of the sole mm. reason I go to Pavilions. Or is there a it's pumpkin Vons. spice right now? Oh I don't my know god, how that would be pumpkin spice sparkling I soda. I would try it, but it sounds pretty disgusting. <laughs> But I would try it. They should make that though. But so anyway, um, this is pretty much what I drink. And occasionally I will drink Fresco or Diet 7-Up. Interesting choice. So you're not about browns. I'm not. And you know why? It all goes back to when I had clear braces in high school Mm. because the clear braces themselves will not stain. But did you ever have braces? The little rubber bands around the brackets will stain if you drink Diet Coke. And that's when I switched to the Diet 7-Up. Uh, did you ever try to do colorful um, like bands for the holidays? No, I never did. And I don't know if that's because they didn't have that back in my day or if I was just like, no, I don't. I think they did have it. I think I just didn't want to have a mouthful of red or green. Yeah. My orthodontist, such a piece of shit, asshole. I hope he's dead. He literally, when I say, can I get orange and black for Halloween? Literally with no iron. He looks at me and he goes, you can't pull that off. You know what though? He was right. I mean, I was like a 400 pound like whale like, <laughs> with if anything bright, crazy, like. Oh, like my teeth, like maybe he was right. Oh, oh, he's not dead. I hope he's alive. Right. I feel like that's just, it's just not really his place. Maybe he was trying to be kind though. No, he was helpful. <laughs> Did it you, would, go ahead. It would have got me made fun of more. So maybe it was good. Did you get a colorful retainer? I never got a retainer. Really? And your teeth are so straight. I have a wire behind my teeth instead of a retainer. Oh. But. I, I, I didn't know this was going to come up, but I'm happy it did because I wanted to bring it up. Okay, good. If you see me picking at my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> the title of my new memoir, um, <laughs> it's because there is, I brush my teeth in the shower. And obviously when your toothbrush is like on the shower side, like hair and soap and stuff gets on it. So there's probably pubes in my toothbrush. My second memoir. <laughs> so I brushed my teeth this morning and now there's like some kind of a hair, probably a pube, stuck in my wire and I can't get it out and I've been picking at it all day. That sounds like agony. It's awful. So let's talk about this brushing your teeth in the shower <laughs> thing though. That has never come up. And my regular listeners, your listeners mm-hmm. who are listening to this, hello Shane Dawson people, may, might not know this, but mm-hmm. my listeners know 
I love to talk about shower, ba- shower habits, bathroom habits, pooping, all that stuff. Okay, okay. All the stuff that we all do privately, but that we all do. Mm. And it's crazy to me that brushing your teeth in the shower has never come up as an option. People, I mean, am I the only person that does that? I feel like that's a common thing. No? Jeff? I don't do that, but I'm surprised more people don't. So do you just spit into the drain? Here's what it is. Please, lay it on us. <laughs> so my shower, I want to do everything in the shower because I hate, number one, I hate being wet like when I'm not in the shower. So like the second I'm out, I don't want any wetness near me. Mm. I don't want to wash my face out there. I don't want to shave out of the shower. I don't want to brush my teeth out of the shower. I don't even wipe. I just want to like poop and get into the shower and wipe in there. <laughs> so for me, it's like getting it all done in one location. Right. Uh, makes sense. So brushing your teeth, like I brush my teeth. The first thing I do, I like spit, you know, toothpaste gets all over my body whatever who cares it's almost freeing sometimes you spit it on your penis it gets a little burn little <laughs> tingles and wakes you up um and then like you just put your mouth right to the the you know shower head and just like <laughs> gets it all out i like that idea yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> try it maybe i will and maybe i'll get a tingling sensation on my penis your clip well <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You'll feel tingles. Um, wait, what else? Um, shaving. Do you shave in the shower? Not your face. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes. The yeah. But I think for women, shaving your legs in the shower and your armpits and all that is mm. that's the more common place to do that. So you don't do it like when I imagine women shaving their legs, I imagine them like in a bath with like their leg up on Just the like, side of the bath. Like every commercial for that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm not a bath person. Mm-mm. The few times in my life. That's just, it's more than a few because so many people I know love baths. So occasionally I'll be like, I got to try one of these baths that everyone finds so relaxing. And then I wait forever for the bath to fill up. And then I try to figure out how, mm. what level should I put the water based on the displacement of That's my body. heartbreaking. When yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I needed a little less water in here because <laughs> we're right at the rim. Um, and then I'll get in and I'll sit there for like six minutes mm. and I'll realize now I just want to get out. <laughs> But how do I shave my legs and wash my – because then I'll just be soaking in gross water. So then I will stand there in the tub with my leg up on the bathtub and shave that way. But it's never – it's always hard to rinse all the shaving cream or soap off. And yeah, it's not good. How far up do you shave? That's the thing I never understood about girls. Well, and the funny thing is I never, ever, ever show my legs. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So I really don't even need to shave at all. But I go up, let's say, about like – a little higher than mid-thigh. Okay. So there is some hair on the top of my thighs. But it's just like 12-year-old boy face hair, like peach fuzz. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Wait. Now, we'll get into this when we get to our Twitter questions that people sent in. But people have been asking if your arm hair grew back. So I had to shave my arms for this movie thing I did. And my character was just this douchebag, had a fake tan, whatever. So I had to shave like my body for this tan. The problem is, by the way, my arms are still shaven and they're maybe, hairless. It it's ended beautiful. a month ago. <laughs> but the problem is like when the hair started to grow back, you can kind of see little bumps and ingrown hair started forming oh, all no. over my arms. And I was panicking and I called the makeup lady and she's like, just shave them again. I'm like, but <laughs> for the rest does, of your life. Yeah. When does this end? Yeah. And she's like, well, just, just wax it. I'm like, I'm not going to wax my arms. So now I've been shaving because I'm just too scared. Mm-hmm. It really hurt. I don't know how you girls deal with it. Like it was all over my arms, these bumps. The bumps. And they're not fun to pop. They just bleed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's actually something. I don't think I've ever talked about this. Something that I'll do when I'm sitting on the toilet to pass time yes. is just pick at bumps on my upper arms oh or my on my thighs. Oh, my God. You do that, that too? Everything. You can see all my sad little 
like sad little places. I that have I that pick. too. I have all that, all those little red dots on I my have, arms like, as that, well. That, that, that. I yeah, just, I go in. Me too. Me too. Do you ever begin to feel a little bit nauseated because you're like your body's twisted in some weird direction because yeah. you're trying to see the back of your arm? I cry. So it's sad because I remember. Did Did you hear? Oh my god! If you've heard this, like we're connected for life. Did your mom ever turn to you and say, "Stop picking"? Did she ever not say, "Stop picking"? <laughs> yes, because I also, and I've talked about this. I really, the thing I love to pick the most would be any sort of scab on my head. Yes. The feeling of pulling it through the hair, yes. getting the whole scab oh my in god. one fell swoop. A scab with a couple hair holes in it. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. People people who also do this are relating strongly. The rest of the people are wanting to throw up right now. <laughs> but yeah, I was always being reprimanded to stop picking. Yeah. No, it, it's it's sad and, and I still do it. And I, I notice I'm doing it more when I'm stressed. But when yeah, when I'm on the toilet, 100%, that's picking time. Pick a <laughs> clock and I'm picking away. Like, and I right, get, it's quarter past pick. It's quarter, But then, then it starts to get into that danger zone where you, you do like your upper arms because you're like, nobody will ever see this. Mm-hmm. But then you start to get lower and lower and lower. And then that's when you start to get sad. Right. Because then people will start to see that. Right. And then it's sort of, it's like... Cutting for people that don't have the guts to really cut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're the gutless cutters. I are. have started putting coconut oil on my upper arms mm. or the above on the bumps, and it actually it's making a difference. I think. Wait, is it making more bumps? Like you like no. that? Oh. <laughs> like you're like it's making the cream. I'm harvesting <laughs> a crop. No, it's making them show less. Got it. Yeah, so that's my beauty tip. For me, I don't care about my arms because I already have stretch marks from when I was fat. So I'm just like, whatever, just mutilate them. <laughs> Who needs like a clean arm? And yet your arms look so good right now. Stop it. Well, they're hairless at the moment. But do you see what I mean? Like I already have those little stretchies and I already have this weird bumps. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why not just add to it? I do see the stretchies now that you pointed out. But I <laughs> but I wouldn't have seen them before. Really? Yeah, I don't I think like I would I'm have noticed them. I all about the stretchies. No, they're, like... they're very, very oh, light. Oh, my God. See that new one? I'll yeah, be getting that in the that car. Was, that, okay. Right now, Shane Dawson is pointing to a, um, a bump it's on the inside slash... of his upper arm. That one looks like a painful one. Ooh. That one's a sharp pain. But it's yes. A, but it's one that I'll have a tiny tear. <laughs> say, say what you just said again that one's like a sharp pain that gives you just the tiniest tear and, and the tiniest release but it doesn't look like one that's going to be fun to pick Mm-mm. it's just going to hurt that's it's... the finale <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so what is so there's so much stuff to talk about because well i was going to say i want to hear about your the movie project that you just talked about and i do want to hear about that but also there's been some big announcements in your life since the last time we talked, and I want to get into that. Let's talk about the movie first, though. Okay. So what is it? Internet Famous, right? Yeah. So my friend directed uh, – well, my friend wrote, and then my other friend directed this movie called Internet Famous, and it's basically like a best-in-show type mockumentary about following four different YouTube personalities to their trip to VidCon and, you know, just meeting their fans and all this stuff. And I'm going to lose a lot of friends <laughs> in the YouTube community because of this movie. And I play kind of like a douchebag – pretty much every youtuber at the moment just like the bleached hair the tanned body he's a piece of shit he can't go to the mall because it turns into a meet and greet and (laughs) um and it was really fun and i just saw a cut of it last night it's really funny so i'm excited it's gonna piss a lot of people off but you know because it's parodying the youtubers yeah and it's real i mean i'm playing people i know and the hard part is now like i posted a picture of me in the outfit and i got so many texts from all these youtubers like you playing me bro is that me bro (laughs) is that the pics pictures because I, I follow you on instagram 
were hilarious and so, so over the juicy. top. So that's funny that so many people thought it might have been them. And when they came to me and said that, I'm like, if you looked at that picture and was like, that's me, you have need to fix yourself. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a wake up call. Yeah, it's a wake up call. So I wasn't really pay- playing anybody in particular. I was kind of playing everybody at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll lose all of them. Um, no, that comes out, I think, in December. They're really rushing it. So who knows? That's cool. And is that going to be in theaters? I don't know. The company Lakeshore is the people who are doing it, who's like a legit, you know, whatever production company. So I don't know what their plan is. I mean, definitely, you know, iTunes or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's kind of where all the kids buy. But I think it'll be in a few theaters, maybe. I don't know. And you're also working on your second book, right? Yes. My title that I, that I really am pushing, but the publishers are not, <laughs> is It Gets Worse. Um, <laughs> like the opposite of it, it gets better. Yeah, and I, you know, I I think it's fun and dark, or whatever. I'm pushing for it, but no, I'm, I'm this weekend. I'm finishing the book. I'm like going away, finishing it. Um, I'm really excited about it. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I read you posted an excerpt of the chapter that your mom wrote. Yeah. It was I and you wrote that it made you cry. It made me cry reading it. It was so sweet. It was a scene where your mom was in Bed Bath and Beyond, right? (laughs) And someone recognized her. Yeah. And said that you were disgraceful. Mm -hmm. But she said that I'm stepping on it and making it. It was so much more beautiful and articulate the way she put it. But she's like, one person's disgraceful is another person's hero. Yeah. I love that. It was so sweet. And it was, it made me cry because, you know, I had, a, I've had a really tough ye- couple years with um, just the tides turning and people thinking I'm racist or sexist or offensive or whatever the case. Um, just with my movie coming out and my book and all these things and people are dissecting every joke I've ever made over the last eight years. And there is a lot of people who think I'm a piece of shit and trash um and like for somebody to go up to my mom and like say that and then for her to turn it around and like think about all the kids who look up to me it was so sweet and i was like you know yeah yeah fuck that lady at bed bath and beyond (laughs) that's right oh we have something that we like to say to her (gasps) hey 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 go fuck yourself take that biatch but we love bed bath and beyond (laughs) oh yeah no of course (laughs) no i actually don't wait is bed bath and beyond the one that has all the shark tank stuff um, I think so. Okay. They have a lot of as seen on TV that. stuff. I really need a scrub daddy. Anyways. <laughs> um, I like Bed Bath & Beyond. They, the thing about Bed Bath & Beyond is they send you those coupons in the mail that mm. never ever expire and you can use a whole bunch of them. Did you oh, not know that trick? I did not. But I feel like because of that, their prices are a little bit high. I'm always surprised. Them and Target. Mm. I'm always surprised that like, I feel like it, this should be a little cheaper than it is. Target, by the way, is... And I don't. I hate to say this because I love a good Target, but it's losing me. Mm. I don't know if it's too mainstream. <laughs> I don't know. I Do feel you need like, a more indie big box store? <laughs> indie. I feel like the one spot is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and shittier and shittier. And I feel like Wait, Halloween. What's the one spot? Is that with all those bins up at the front? Yeah, the one spot. It's like that oh, section. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it's just whole goldfish, goldfish crackers. Right. Which, by the way, can we talk about this for a second? I Please. just learned something about goldfish crackers that blew my fucking mind. Two <laughs> things. Okay. First thing. I tweeted about this the other day, and a lot of people didn't know that goldfishes are the shape of goldfish because they're supposed to swim in your soup. They're soup crackers. I did crackers. not know that. Fucking kaboom, right? My head is blown. Yeah. Now, this is going to blow your other mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I have something third to say. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Did you know that original flavor goldfish crackers aren't cheddar? They're just plain because goldfish Jeff crackers is nodding. are oyster crackers. I did not know this. I did know that. <laughs> 
I'm a huge goldfish fan. <laughs> we found the the one biggest goldfish fan. And no, and- I mean, I have two things going for me in this discussion. I'm a huge goldfish fan, and I'm old, so therefore I know this. And he loves soup. He's a big soup guy. He does love soup. I don't, I don't hate you. it. I don't hate it. <laughs> no, but so when you look at the package at the store, it says goldfish cheddar. And then the other one is Goldfish Original. I didn't even know that they make original. So that's just that plain that yeah. plain flavor? Yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're like oyster crackers, a little bit better than oyster crackers. A little crackers. saltier, right? A little saltier and they have a little more puff to them. Mm. Like regular oyster crackers don't they're mm. not they're not as hollow. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. here's my okay. thing. Okay. Okay, so when I first started dating the man who would, who would become my husband, mm-hmm. um, there were certain things that he always had in his house, <laughs> uh, in his kitchen, mm. is what I mean to say. Um, and one of them was pretzel goldfish, which I had never had before. Oh. They're very good. And that's the kind of... Have you had them? I have not. They're... I recommend them. They're very buttery tasting. Ooh. And that's the kind of thing that I would never have in my own house Mm-mm. because it just wouldn't last. Mm-mm. But I enjoyed the fact that he often had them. Um, and I like to do all sorts of weird combinations with food and stuff. So one day I was like, what if I put a few of these? It, well, it started with what if I put a few of these in my instant Lipton's tomato soup that I found in here from 1982. Um, but then I was like, what if I drop a few of them in my coffee? Which oh, I realize is weird, but I thought it tasted good. But here's the crazy thing. In coffee and in soup, they blow up to like three times the size and they turn into, you know, those beans that are like gigantic oversized beans. That's what they look like, but they're gigantic oversized goldfish. Try this. Drop your goldfish into some liquid and see if they don't just become engorged. I only tried it with pretzel goldfish. Because I feel like it wouldn't work with the other ones because then, I mean, they're supposed to go in soup. Right. So that's what I'm... Jeff, do you know? (laughs) I've... Yes, I've put... (laughs) Cheddar goldfish into soup, and Do they, they get, get big. They get a little bit bigger, but not, not huge. Not huge. I think that might just be a pretzel thing. It. But, but it sounds good. It sounds I mean, worth trying. I think I even have pictures of it in my phone somewhere. That's <laughs> how much. That's how much I was like, "Oh my god, they're huge!" Wow, that's yeah. like putting a marshmallow in the microwave. Another favorite. I haven't done that. What they happened? get huge? One tiny marshmallow gets the size of a like a basketball. Like it's huge. Will it? Will it pop? And when then, you open the microwave, it just deflates and gets really hard. You know what else does that? What? Not it doesn't get, <laughs> get, <laughs> get really hard. But if you put egg beaters or some kind of egg whites in the mm-hmm. microwave, they'll all of a sudden get really big, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh my god, look at that gigantic so much food. egg!" Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then boom, just Gone. falls back down. Back to reality, baby. I know. I know. Okay, so so let's jump in. <laughs> Or should we talk more about your book? Yeah, let's talk more about your book, and then we're going to jump in. Um, so I loved I Hate My Selfie. Thank you. When did that come out? That came out last March. Is this book a collection of essays as well? Yeah, this book is similar. It's a collection of essays, but I think the first book taught me a lot about what works and what like what people like the best, and also what I like writing the best. So this next one is way deeper, way more personal, like way more about um, my feelings about certain things. And um, and a lot funnier. Like I did, did not hold back with this next one. I held back a lot with the first one. This How one, come? I'm like, fuck it. The first one, I was nervous because I'm like, well, all these uh, the people in the author world are going to look at me like I'm an idiot because I'm a YouTuber. They're not going to respect me. Um, so I was like nervous to really pull, say a lot of jokes and say a lot of crazy things. Um, but the book was like well well reviewed and 
did well and the book world actually embraced it. So this next time around, I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. <laughs> and what you said that you learned a lot about what works well and what doesn't. What did you learn? Yeah, I think, you know, I really love writing in a weird format where it's almost like a script. So it's almost like you're watching a movie. It's, you know, there's dialogue. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of dialogue. I really book. loved that. And um, and I didn't know if that would work. But most of the chapters people loved were the more the scripted chapters. And I was like, oh, I never thought about doing a book that felt more like a collection of short films. But that's kind of the route that I'm taking the next one. And you said a little while ago that the, these last couple of years have been tough because people are really going over your stuff with a fine tooth you this is not yeah. your words but fine tooth comb mm -hmm. and to see you know and, and accusing you of being racist yeah. and they're really and... picking the hairs out of my <laughs> out of your permanent retainer <laughs> um i really wish i'd gotten a permanent retainer no i have to get it taken out it's like a weird there's like a because it's a pube catcher because it's a ooh my third memoir <laughs> <laughs> no because uh it's like a there's something with the metal i don't remember but the doctor or the dentist was like you have to get that taken out like, but yeah they're getting recalled I mean, I haven't even got my. I haven't even went to the dentist in six years. So. Right. Does it make flossing very difficult, though? I mean, I don't. I don't even know what flossing is. Okay. I brush once in the morning in the shower. That's it. I would. I would. I don't know how you could floss with that you thing can't. in the back. You can. I tried it when I was like twelve or thirteen, and I was like, "This is too much." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> they. Uh, I had the option of getting one on my lower teeth, and I chose not to. And I really wish I had because I don't my my teeth are getting crooked again now. I occasionally mm. I wear my retainers as an adult, and then I wake up and my throat hurts, and I don't know why. And <laughs> I don't know. And plus, the retainer doesn't even fit in the bottom anymore. Anyway, enough of this tooth stuff. <laughs> um, I wasn't aware that you were going through this. When did this happen? Um, well, it all started when my movie was about to come out, and um, I was getting some good press, and then the people on the internet that don't like me were like, let's ruin this good press. <laughs> so they like took all the snippets from all my videos over like the last eight years, most of which were from years ago. And like every offensive thing I'd ever done, they kind of made a compilation, and then they did all these Tumblr Tumblr's like hell of the internet they hate everybody they want to ruin everybody's life so like they made all these tumblr posts with like screen caps of me there was like a blackface controversy there was oh a homophobic God. controversy there was a rape joke controversy all this bullshit and um it kind of really blew up and then like cnn was going to run a story on it calling me like the most offensive you know person of this generation it was like really bad that's crazy because you're hardly the most offensive person of your generation a, i got so upset last week because i watched the premiere of that scream queen show mm -hmm. which like you know no offense to ryan murphy who made it but like it's the most offensive thing i couldn't even watch it because every single line was offensive and for me to say that's crazy and i was like how come nobody's talking about this but like me some youtube guy who made like one rape joke in my movie now i'm literally the the scum of the earth it was stupid so so i went through that and then like my movie came out and you know new york times or whatever it was called me like like you you'll only enjoy this movie if you're a racist or rapist or a pedophile jeez and that was hard to see <laughs> so it was just a hard you know year or yeah two. but now i'm now i'm feeling a little more you know like fuck it i'm getting to that place a lot of therapy has helped <laughs> did it negatively impact your career you know what? No, I'm, and I'm one of those people who always thinks it's going to end tomorrow. And it actually has been doing good, and my YouTube channel has been doing well, and my book, my book did better than the movie. And I feel like it's, I don't know, it made me care more about what I'm putting out to the world and be a little more like, okay, you know, this is offensive, this is too offensive, I'm not going to do that. Like I'll push it to this line. It's definitely made me more aware, and 
I mean, nowadays, especially like one of my friends is transgendered and that's such a big thing. And I look at videos from five years ago where I made like tranny jokes and I'm like, wow, fuck, like I'm happy I'm growing. And there's a lot of people, a lot of comedians that aren't and they're not willing to change. Mm -hmm. Other podcasters who aren't willing to change. Uh, we won't get into that, but you know, you got to change. Do you think that um, like I've heard people say that they have a problem with Vine because it breeds the lowest common denominator type jokes. Yeah. Do we, do you think that YouTube um is it like a is insensitivity a YouTube problem? I mean, it is kind of bizarre cuz YouTube is so different now. Like YouTube now isn't even sketch comedy. I mean, cuz sketch comedy doesn't work anymore. I got the hair. Sorry. I'm really <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. It's a triumph. <laughs> I just I saw it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's uh you know youtube isn't even sketch comedy anymore like i do a lot of buzzfeedy type stuff because that's just what works now um so buzzfeedy type stuff you being. know like trying weird flavored pop tarts or mm -hmm. like watching crazy videos pimple popping videos or whatever putting pretzel goldfish in coffee but i'm gonna do, it. do that i'm do gonna it. do like pretzel goldfish challenge <laughs> <laughs> you could be on that one. Oh my god i would um, love to let's do it okay no so but Vine has definitely taken over as far as like sketches, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And they're so offensive. I was one of the Viners is in this Internet Famous movie and he was really sweet. And he was showing me what he did because he's like, I know you hate Vine, but like, let me show you what it really is. And he did not turn me. <laughs> he literally showed me the most offensive, shittiest thing from one of his friends. It was just like things black people say to black white people. And it was so like, I'm black. It was so bad. <laughs> and I was like, how is this? And it had like 20 million yeah. loops or whatever. So I'm ho hopefully they start to get, you know, attacked and leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> was it an organized attack against you? Do you feel like? hundred percent. There's a girl on YouTube who's her whole career on YouTube is about like um, talking. She's uh, what's the word for it? A bitch. She's, she's definitely a bitch, but she just attacks everybody. And that's how she gets views and how she gets, you know, notoriety. And it's just like anybody that does anything problematic. Like that's the word problematic she'll attack them instantly so me she got so excited because you know i'm shane dawson so she she would get some views out of it and she just like went in so many tweets videos like all her friends like the whole youtube community who has always secretly wanted me to fail which is all of them they all joined in it was trending on twitter like shane dawson racist it was bad how did i miss all of this Maybe i was going through my own little <laughs> it was around the media same time. crisis it was the same time yeah did you um talk to like a media crisis person or anything like that no i mean i've always you know i had a publicist for like a minute who was really cool but like i that didn't work out and my agents are very like you know they know that i don't like to hear like advice on stuff because i don't know i just don't care mm -hmm. but that my agent was like you should probably like t you should talk about this and i was like uh and then like i had a sad night where i was really thinking about it so i just made a couple apology videos and i really meant what i said and the, the whole thing is like, listen, like, I'm just going to make a video and apologize for what I didn't know was wrong at the time. I mean, six years ago when I was putting on bronzer to look like Wendy Williams or Kim Kardashian or something, like, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know. I didn't grow up in a world where, like, people were talking about blackface. Like, no, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I grew up in Long Beach where all my friends were black. <laughs> so, like, I wanted to fit in. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been an interesting education process. But also, like, the fact that they were lumping me in with – they were like – buzzfeed did a, a list that was like the most offensive people on the internet and it was like me right next to a guy who like raped a bunch of 12 year olds and i'm like are you kidding me there's a difference between a rape joke and a rapist yeah you know so well especially knowing you 
And knowing how, knowing your heart yeah. and knowing that that's really you, I, I don't think of you as racist and insensitive yeah. and homophobic and all these things. I think of you kind of the opposite. So it's just surprising to me. I get it though. I mean, that's why I titled the book, I Hate Myself, because I, I do, I did start to hate that person I was, that people thought I was online. Because like on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, you could look at me and be like, oh, that guy's a douchebag popular youtube guy who like probably has like a nice car and like doesn't give a shit makes all these offensive jokes when in reality i'm like this sad picker who like <laughs> <laughs> who like gets excited about diet coke and like hates myself so that was kind of the point of the book <laughs> has your self-loathing gotten better at no, all it's worse <laughs> it gets worse <laughs> so much worse but i'm learning how to deal with it but no you know it's like the as you get older all you do is number one start to care less but number two start to just overthink about the past and think mm -hmm. about like i wish i would have enjoyed the past i wish i would have enjoyed it and then that keeps you from enjoying the present yes that's my I, problem. I yeah i deal with i deal with that thought a lot um how have you gotten with the whole body image thing i noticed because i listen to the show you know every week so or twice a week um <laughs> And I feel like we're still kind of in the same place. <laughs> yeah. So for people who don't know, both of us battled our weight. Mm -hmm. um, and we have bonded before over body dysmorphia and constant body issues. Yes, we're both wearing all black. <clears throat> we, we are both wearing all black. You look very skinny. I feel very fat right now. No. you I look. I feel extremely I what, fat. Guys, you're witnessing <laughs> the problem right now. <laughs> no, when I walked in, I was like, oh my God, she looks really skinny. No, th thank you so much. No, I'm... Um, trying to get pregnant and going through IVF, which means injecting myself with all sorts of hormones and every cycle, I gain a little bit of weight mm. and then I lose it and then I gain it and I lose it. And I have become much more accepting of that. Yeah. But the fact that I'm accepting of it frightens me. Yeah. Um. So I, I mentioned that I started working out with a trainer and that was back in June. And he is really trying to, maybe you'll relate to this. I feel like I've had this body my whole life. I know what works. I know what doesn't. Um, you know, people who are like, you have to eat this many calories a day. I'm like, uh, if I eat that many calories a day, yeah. I know I would gain weight. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just trust me. I know. I know what works for my body and what doesn't. Um, so I have been very open with him, though, and I trust him and, like, try to take in what he tells me but at the same time there's this part of me that's like but deep down i think that i probably know better than any other person yeah and one of the things he's really trying to make me realize is the number on the scale doesn't matter it has to do with how you feel yeah. it's this it's that because i initially called him because i was booked on at midnight mm. and i had just done a round of ivf and i was like i'm going on tv in 13 i was like desperate i'm like, going on tv in 13 days i have to lose 10 pounds in 13 oh days God. or 19 days or something and he was like, you know, I'd love to work with you, but the number does not matter. And I was like, huh, yeah, right. Okay. So anyway, when can we meet? <laughs> but I really have, I've, I'm, I'm really, I guess, beginning to believe that the number doesn't matter. Mm. And that frightens me because I'm yeah. afraid that if I think the number doesn't matter, if I don't hate my body and hate myself so much, then I'm afraid that that me is going to turn into not caring and gaining a bunch of weight. It's a weird place to be. And I'm trying yeah. to like get around to the thing of like, no, the best thing is to love yourself and accept yourself. But I'm so convinced that it's my hatred and punishment 
of and control of myself that is what keeps me from being fat. Mm, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's true. I went through a confusing thing at the beginning of the year. I think maybe right when I came here last time was I started this uh, personal training thing. It was kind of like an intense, like five day a week um, thing. And it was weightlifting, which I'd never done before. And yeah, the first thing I had to do was eat like all this food. And it was like six meals a day. And I had to prep it every night. And it was like so much food, so much meat, so much eggs, whatever. But I lost weight. And you did. I, I lost like in the first week, I lost 12 pounds. Wow. And I was eating like three eggs and three bacons in the morning and like oh, so so much shit. Um, and it, it was crazy because I was like, wow, on a juice cleanse, I've only lost seven pounds in a week. But by eating like 3,000 calories a day, I lost 11 or 12 pounds in a week. So maybe my body does want to eat. And that worked for a few months. And I think now I'm back down to where I was. You know, I'm feeling good right now. But I'm starting to slip into my stopped. I kind of stopped eating again mm -hmm. because I'm like, I don't want to ruin what I where I am now. <laughs> and but now it's just like I'm fucked. Now I'm back on diet soda. It's just, it's a cycle. It never stops. Every year it's like beginning of the year everything's going great. Then I then I slip up and gain ten pounds, and then I lose it. And I'm feeling great, and then I know the holidays are coming, so I'm going to gain ten pounds. Mm -hmm. It just never stops. Yeah, it's tough. I had I haven't announced this. Public, not that there's people hanging on this one, but this is something that I haven't <laughs> talked about on the podcast. But I, this thought came into my head, I guess, a couple of months ago, which is, I guess I'm not really a fat person anymore. Mm -mm. And it wasn't a thought that brought me joy. It was a, a thought that frightened me because mm. it, I mean, uh, part of me was really happy that I could ever even have that thought because I was... I've been kind of convinced that I'll just walk through my my whole journey on this earth will be at feeling like a fat person, even <laughs> though I lost a bunch of weight a while ago. Um, and by the way, now I it like that feeling is gone. I feel like a fat person right now. I feel so <laughs> fat right now. <laughs> but I thought it was that fear of like, oh, no, now I'm going to gain weight. If mm. I don't think that I'm fat all the time, I'll gain weight. Do you mm. feel like a fat person? Because I mean, you're in no way, are you? Yeah. I, I mean... There's certain, mo you know what it is, there's moments where I'll like put on clothes and I'll look down and I'll be like, oh, I look, I, I don't feel, I don't feel like a fat person. And then somebody will take a picture, like a kid will take a picture with me and I'll see it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I'm fat. Or I'll see like a clip of me in this movie, like last night I saw it and I was like, oh, my legs are huge. And like, what the fuck? Like I'm lower than I've ever been, but my legs are huge. So it's like, that's a hard thing is, especially when you're in this kind of a business, you know, you're getting pictures taken, you're doing little things. And then even if you feel good when you see yourself, you mm -hmm. still see the fat person. You can't see, like literally it got so dark. I think I might've talked about this last time on the show, or maybe I talked about this in therapy when <laughs> I thought it was the show. <laughs> I It got so dark to a point where like when I was with Lisa, my last girlfriend, like in the morning, she'd like be getting ready. And then I'd stand behind her and like, she thought I was coming up to hug her. <laughs> But really, I was measuring and trying to see, like, if I could see my body behind her. I knew that's what you were going to... Right? You didn't mention this, but no. I knew that's where you were going with that. And I would, that. like, grab her butt. Like, she's naked, standing there, brushing her teeth. And I'm, like, grabbing her butt. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. And I'm just looking. I'm like, is my ass bigger than hers? And I'm like, oh, my God, my ass is bigger than hers. And she's a girl. So she has a girl ass. Do I have a girl ass? I have girl legs. Like, it was really dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, it, you know it's been great. <laughs> well, this is going to be an awkward segue. It's perfect segue. It's about food. You need to know how to cook, Shane Dawson. True. Not only do you feel like you know your way around the kitchen, but cooking at home means eating healthier. We were just talking about that and saving money instead of ordering expensive takeout again. But where do you start? Blue Apron has you covered. 
Do you know Blue Apron? I do. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, they're awesome. For less than $10 a meal, they deliver all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. You just follow the easy step-by-step instructions. And the recipes they give you are so great because they come on heavy cardstock and they break it down with pictures and they make it super easy whether you're an expert in the kitchen or a novice. Um, And each meal can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. No overwhelming trips to the grocery store. No more sad takeout. No matter your (laughs) dietary preferences, Blue Apron makes it a breeze to discover and prepare delicious meals like curried catfish with chana masala and basmati rice, butternut squash and kale calzones with arugula and apple salad, roasted spaghetti squash with marinara sauce and olives. Mm. I feel like everything should have olives in it. Every sauce I needs love olives. olives. I agree. I agree. You do it right in your own kitchen. Cook with ingredients that you've never used before, like watermelon radishes, farro, and purple potatoes. Maybe it's farro. That's how much I've never cooked with it. I don't know if it's farro <laughs> or farro. I know it's a grain. Recipes are between 500 and 700 calories per portion. Delicious and good for you. Right now, you can get your first two meals free at blueapron.com slash Allison. That's blueapron.com slash Allison. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay. So let's talk about this. Mm. Um, in July, you made a video where you came out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched that video this morning and I had tears in my eyes. Oh. It was so heartfelt and so good. And I wanted to ask what made you decide to make that video and sort of what your journey was. I just... Um, there's something that you said that you said, I always wished I was gay because number one, that would mean I knew who I was. And that really just, just tugged at my heart. The sense that you feel like you don't quite know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long, confusing journey. I mean, when I was a kid like really young, you know, five or something, I remember uh, having a crush on this girl in my class. And then I remember also having a crush on like a boy in my class. And it was so confusing. And my family was really religious. And my dad was, you know, not into that idea. And, um, ne- you know, neither was my mom. And, you know, I love them. But, you know, it was a different time. And so I didn't really talk about it. But I think my family kind of knew and my brother would always kind of ask, like, do you like boys? And I'd be like, well, that means I'm going to hell, like mm-hmm. that kind of shit. So then I just started eating and I got really fat and I kind of, I think it's a way to make people not look at me and like not have to deal with crushes and dances and all that stuff. Yeah. It like takes any sort of burgeoning sexuality and yeah. just puts it on ice. Yeah. So like when I was in high school, I'd never had dates, never had crushes really once in a while. Like I would watch porn, but I would only watch like straight porn and I'd be looking at both of them and it was very confusing. Um, and then I lost all the weight and I started kind of dating, but I still felt like I was living kind of a lie because there was like this other part of me that wanted to be with a guy. But <clears throat> it was also confusing because like I'm only attracted to like one type of guy and I'm attracted to multiple types of girls. Something that I just didn't know how to talk about it or who to talk about it with. Did and, you talk um, about it with anyone? No. And then I just and then, of course, I become this YouTuber where like every comment is you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. And I had to be like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, And that's not a lie, but it's also not the full truth. Like I am confused, but I'm just like, I'm that gay YouTuber who's not really gay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the thing. And so then it just just spiraled and I was so lost. And then uh, when people when people would leave comments, you're gay. Did you feel like they're seeing something genuine and did you feel like, oh, they're, see- they're seeing through what I'm putting out there? Or what did it feel like? It, the first few times it felt 
um, I would get angry because I'm like, I'm not fucking gay. Like, stop it. And then it started feeling, um, I started feeling sad because I wished I was. And I was like, I was probably like 22 or something when it was like really at its peak where like everybody, because I was a YouTuber alone in my room. But then when I moved to LA, I started being around all these other YouTubers and all these other personalities and Hollywood types. And they all are so comfortable with themselves. And they would all be like, you're gay, right? And it wasn't like a mean thing. Just like, and I would be like, no. And they're like, okay, that type of thing. And it, I'd get so upset at myself because I'm like, you know how hard, like, you know how much I wish I was gay? Because number one, I'd know who I was. Number two, I wouldn't be confused every fucking day. Number three, I wouldn't care about all the comments. I could, like, own it. Like, yeah, I'm wearing a dress and a wig. Like, I'm gay. I'm like a fucking drag queen icon, bitch. Like, I wish I could do all that. But I can't. And uh, then I met Lisa. And she was like my first kiss and my first sexual experience and all these things. And I fell in love with her. And it was an amazing, you know, three and a half year relationship. And around the last year of that relationship, other things around us started kind of crumbling. And it, we, it was clear it wasn't going to work out. And she was still my best friend. And she was literally, I think, one of the first people I was like, I just, I'm really confused. But my confusion, I didn't even talk about this in the video. Like my initial confusion was maybe I'm transgendered because I never felt like a man. Mm -hmm. I always felt when I was with a girl in a relationship, I felt like I'd turn into the girl. and I never felt like a man, a man, a man. And then I'm like, well, maybe I want to be with a guy because I need like a man in my life. Very weird. <laughs> so when I was talking to my therapist, I'm like, maybe I'm transgendered. And we went through that whole thing and that process, which was like six months and of out, you wondering if you're transgender yeah, turns out i'm not um <laughs> how did you realize you weren't uh because <laughs> i think it you know what it was it was me trying to because being the former fat kid i don't like talking about what i like sexually because i feel like a fat disgusting like nobody wants to hear that mm -hmm. which is why i make sex jokes all the time because it's when you make a joke about it you're not really talking about it so my therapist is like you're going to the transgender land because that's not a sexual thing that's like an identity thing oh interesting she's like so you're just like want to identify as a girl when in reality you just need to be honest about what you want sexually and then it got to a weird moment where my therapist like what kind of porn do you watch and then she's like go home and try this kind of porn try this kind of porn like it got a little bit it was good it was good for me um and yeah i talked to lisa about it and and she was like so she's so open-minded anyways but so understanding and then i talked to a couple friends and Kind of came to a realization of like, I'm really confused. I still want to be with girls. I want to try to be with a guy. I don't know how to do that publicly because if a kid sees me on a date with a guy, they're going to think it's a scandal and I'm this, I have a secret life and Lisa was a beard and all this shit. <laughs> Long story short, I broke my leg at a gay roller rink, <laughs> which was a coincidence. I didn't know it was a gay roller rink. And it was also on the day that gay marriage was legal. It was a very gay night that I didn't know was happening. Uh -huh. And I was rollerblading for the first time in my life. And I fell, broke my leg in like 10 places, got a bunch of surgeries. I was heavily pain medicated, stuck in my apartment for like three months. And um, it was like a couple weeks before my birthday. And I was like on a lot of medication. I was crying. I was like so lost, so dark, so lonely. And that's when I made the video. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to turn my life around. I made it at like seven in the morning. You can kind of see my eyes are a little dilated. I'm a little out of it. But it was good because it got me to really speak honestly. And then I put it up and kind of fell asleep and didn't think about it. And then eight hours later, woke up and was like, what did I do? <laughs> oh, my God, I changed my life. My, I'm getting texts from family and friends and everybody and my agents. And everybody's like, what the fuck? They were excited, but everybody's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. But now I feel like I'm still confused. Uh, but I'm happy that a lot of people related to it. 
Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you, you even talked about in the video that some people think that bisexuality doesn't exist oh, yeah. and that you maybe had even made comments mm-hmm. like that in the past. Like people think it's sort of a, a, a stopping point on the way to just becoming yeah. fully gay, but that your therapist had explained to you that everyone is on a spectrum. That's a hard thing is, you know, initially, you know, every, a lot of people were very, um, like what's the word accepting or supportive. But then, you know, there was a lot of people in the gay community that were just like, Oh, you know, okay, queen, like, you know, give it a couple of years, you'll be gay queen or whatever. And granted, I follow a lot of drag queens on Twitter, <laughs> so that's a lot of it. But, um, you know, for me, I think it's like my therapist was explaining, you know, there is a spectrum and most people are somewhere in the middle. Some people are closer to straight, some are closer to gay people in my family I know who have had experiences. I got a lot of, you know, texts from family members who I had no idea. They were like, I've been with women and they're girls and I've been with men and they're guys. So everybody's on a spectrum, even the straightest of, I mean, one of my friends who's a straight guy, we, we had a conversation about it and then I was talking to him about the spectrum and he was kind of confused and he's like, well, I mean, like I'm kind of attracted to Chris Pratt, but like, that's not gay. Cause like everybody knows he's attractive. I'm like, I think that's slightly gay. I think you're maybe like 10% gay. Yeah. Like, so I think everybody kind of is, but people don't, um, explore it because of religion or fear or whatnot. Um, so I don't really know what my percentage is. I'd say maybe like. 70 straight 30 gay maybe 65 straight it's definitely but that also could change because i've only been with women you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i don't know so have you still not been with a guy i've definitely dated and tried and stuff my issue is <laughs> dating in general i mean it sounds so stupid but like this whole youtube thing is i don't know how to really date when you're a known YouTube thing. And also I have so much baggage. <laughs> Even dating a girl would be weird. Cause like, Oh, and also, you know, so I have this girlfriend who's a public girlfriend. We still make videos. Sometimes we're still friends. And, but I came out in July and I, it, it's a lot. And I'm also just terrified of sex and dating. So as of now, I'm, you know, trying to go to therapy <laughs> and finishing a book. <laughs> um, I watched Lisa's video that she made mm-hmm. about the breakup too. Um, I mean, both of you guys are so, honest and authentic which i think is great and i think that's what people respond to i try to be that way um but i mean she was like her face was so puffy from crying and um did you watch the video i did yes she i called her you know because we had been talking at least you know a few times a week or whatever and um I told her I was going to make the video and she was like, well, I want to be there. I want to support you. I want to, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I need to do this alone. And I did. And then she was like really affected by it because it changes her whole life too. Cause number one, nobody knew we had broken up on the internet. Uh, only our friends and family knew. Um, but we were still kind of together. It was a weird thing. You know, it's hard to break up when you don't really like nobody cheated. Nobody's angry. Mm-hmm. You still love each other. We were family. It feels like a family, me, her and the dog. Like that's our family. So it's something hard. It, it's almost impossible to get over that. So, you know. Did you break up because you needed to explore no. who you are or were there other reasons that you broke yeah, up? That's okay. the one regret I have with both of our videos because we both were just speaking so honestly and we didn't plan it. We didn't write anything down. It was just us. You know, she told me she was going to make a video and she was crying on the phone. She was talking about it. She's like, I don't want you to look bad. I don't want me to look bad. I just need to talk because all, all these comments from these kids and whatever. Um, but we didn't explain it right as far as like we broke up a year before that because it wasn't working out because she was 
a little older. She was ready for marriage and kids. I was depressed. I didn't enjoy the same things as her. She loved to travel. I didn't. There was all these things that we knew were problems that we just kind of ignored. And then it kind of all came to a head and it just didn't work out. The whole sexuality thing was very small part of it because sex with her was great. Like our sexual chemistry was amazing. That wasn't an issue. I could have went to her and said like, I want to try stuff. And she probably would have been like, let's try it. Like she wasn't a closed minded person. So that's one thing I regret is not explaining that because for me, I was like, I don't need to explain the breakup. I need to explain this thing. And then she tried to explain the breakup, but I don't think she completely did it right. So, you know, it's hard. So the breakup was a year before yeah, we had, this announcement? We, oh God. I mean, I moved out a year before. Mm-hmm. And we were doing the whole, like, let's be together but separate. So we st- we were still together. We were exclusive. We were seeing each other on the weekends. But, you know, over that year, it was very, like, clear that we were really grasping, mm-hmm. <laughs> holding on to it and talking about going to couples therapy and all these things. And so maybe it was probably, like, three three months before the coming out videos when we were like, okay we tried um and then over that next three months it turned into a friendship and then she was the person who i could talk to about this stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the video you say at the end that you feel a lot better Mm -hmm. now getting this out there um has that continued yeah but now i think the kind of the dust has set the gay dust has settled (laughs) (laughs) and i'm in glitter i'm in the glitter has settled and i'm in this weird place of like you know, I, I miss her and I miss the dog and I miss our f- little family and we still see each other. We're still friends, but I think we both miss that. I miss um, like being more private with my dating and sex life because now it's, you know, <laughs> random people will come up to me on the street and be like, you're bisexual video. Like it's, you know, it's I'm happy that I was open about it, but it definitely like. I kind of now have to like talk about stuff I never wanted to, which is like actual sexual stuff, you know? So that's been scary. Did, um, did she have an inkling? Lisa? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think she knew, cause here's another thing that's, it's, it's so dark and twisted. These are things I've never talked about, but why not? We're here. Uh, you talked about your picking. I'll talk about this. (laughs) Um, when we first started dating, she noticed that I was looking at guys a lot. And she kind of thought that. Like when you guys were hanging out? Like dating. Like, yeah, when we were like at a restaurant. But what happened was, I actually wasn't, it wasn't a sexual thing. I think I've talked about this before. I do this thing where I look at every guy's body and compare it to mine. And I'll like measure and I'll look and I'll be like, does that look like me? Does that? And it's usually, it's any guy in the room. It's weird that you do that with your penis in your hand, but. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Uh, No, I don't even want to go there. How sad. Um, No compare. Uh, no, I, every guy. So then that's the first time she was like, um, but that really wasn't a sexual thing. That was literally like, I, what, like, do I look like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the sexuality thing's confusing because it is so deep rooted. I mean, like I'm only attracted to like guys who kind of look like me, who are basically who look like my dad when he was my age. It's like a very, like, there's a lot I need to figure out and mm-hmm. kind of work through. Um, so it's not like I look, it's not like a guy with abs will walk by at the beach and I'll be like, Oh, and Lisa will be like, I saw that. Like, it's really not that it's a specific it's like a, type of guy. It's like a darker, there's like a darker truth there mm-hmm. that I'm working out in therapy, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. That's so interesting. So mm-hmm. there's a very specific look that you tend to go for. Yeah. And it's different with girls. Like I could, this was the test that I've talked to a lot of gay guys and by 
bisexual people and you know everybody kind of like tests themselves before they come out like okay let me look at porn let me take buzzfeed quizzes am i gay or whatever (laughs) and um i will like drive down the street and i'll like look at every girl i see a woman old lady doesn't matter like wheelchair doesn't matter like can i fuck them and can i come and it's always yes and then when i would look at guys it was like 99 percent no and then i'd see like one guy be like okay i could do that so i'm still in a place where it's like is it because i've repressed it for so long is it because of the christian guilt Mm -hmm. so i'm just figuring it out and i'm figuring it out very publicly (laughs) do you still have christian guilt about it a hundred percent i and you know i was raised very religious so i have guilt about everything i mean like I remember when I used to watch porn when I was like 13, after I would like come and watch the porn, I'd like get on my hands and knees and pray and be like, I'm never gonna do it again. I swear to God, like, I love you, God. I won't do it. Like, if I do it, you can kill my whole family. Like, just very, like, very guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, I still do that sometimes. Not about porn, but about other things, you know, even though I'm not like religious anymore. It's weird. Right. And was your mom supportive? Oh, 100%. My mom, especially, you know, she she gets it she's she understands she the last like 10 years she's completely changed i mean now she's all about open mindedness and you know gay marriage and and all these things she used to be so adamantly against mm-hmm. um and yeah like her favorite youtubers are like my friend trish who like used to be a prostitute and like my other friend Gigi, who's a transgender like she's obsessed with all these people and it's really cool to see her completely change yeah and she's so sweet so it's just like just this ball of light and love um so she was yeah one of the first people i told to i think there's like five people i talked to about it can we just go back just because i'm so curious about this during the period of time where you thought you might be transgendered yeah um so you thought that you might identify as female Mm -hmm. inside but you were in a man's body so the way it happened was i dreamt a lot as a girl and when I uh, play girls in videos or in movies or st- something, I feel very, very at home and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I really snap into it easy. And I don't feel like, you know, like, oh, I'm a guy in a wig. Like, I I become a girl. So for me, I was like, I would think about it a little bit. Like, well, maybe I am a girl. But then it kind of came down to, like, in relationships, I, I never feel like the man. Uh, in a social situation when I'm with a bunch of guys, I feel like I'm like the girl and they're all like, why are you here? I never had guy friends. What really. do you, what do you mean when you say that? Like in high school, if I was around a group of guys, I'd always feel like I was the fat girl. Okay. I was the duff. I was, you know, <laughs> which by the way, that movie ruined my life. That's so like my whole life. Really? I haven't seen it. It's, well, it's awful, but just the whole name like does yeah. an ugly fat friend. I'm like, that's me. That was me. Um, But no, it's. And even now, like I'll be in a room full of agents or a room full of like whatever, a bunch of guys. And I'll just feel like I'm, I'm the fat girl and they're all like, can't wait for me to leave so they can talk about football. (laughs) And even some of my guy friends would say like, yeah, you know, being with you is kind of like having a a girlfriend. So I don't know. And I just, I just didn't connect with my manly side ever. I still don't. So it's like, but then again, I have a truck and I'm like. But then I'm connecting with certain things that are like, I don't know, gender roles. That's a whole world. I don't understand the whole gender roles and all mm-hmm. that shit. But um, so, yeah, but it definitely is confusing. Confusing. It's like, where's the line between transgendered and just being a feminine guy or just being in touch with your feminine side? Where is that? But after talking to um, some of my transgender friends, I'm like, oh, no, you I'm not transgendered. That's a whole nother like confusion. A whole that's so extreme. Like that's 
you know for a fact you are in the wrong body right and you want to change your body you want to actually physically change it and i could i would never do that so you know i'm i'm sad that i'm confused about being bi and all this stuff but i'm very blessed that i don't have that uh hurdle that's a big one yeah yeah let's take some questions that came in over twitter When we ask, we send them in They're wondering how you have been So thanks so much for answering These questions from our friends Okay, we're going to start with a question that came in over text because my friend Greg wants me to ask this of you. Ask him why YouTubers aren't elated that an aging media doesn't know who they are. That is the hallmark of cool. If my mom (laughs) came into my bedroom and pointed to some poster on my wall and said, I love that band, I would hate that band forever. (laughs) And then he said, are you already talking to him? Ask about it with five exclamation points. (laughs) I love him. Kapow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he worked with he worked with Harley, right? Yes. Yeah, he I, produced Epic Meal. Time. Oh, I wish he was here. I I Harley's so fucking awesome. Not Harley. I wish I wish Greg was here. Right. Um. No, I love her. But I actually would love to get Harley on the show. You I've should. I get, yeah. I, yeah. I have. Thank his you. I'm sure Greg does too. Um. No, I. It is interesting. Now it's a little scary because Hollywood really wants YouTubers to be a part of stuff. Like now it's like, oh, come, you know, be a guest star on this terrible sitcom on NBC <laughs> that nobody watches except for your mom. So there is a lot of that. But um, no, I hope it stays uh, under the mainstream or you know, underground for a little while longer, at least until I'm 30, like a few more years. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. I could be, you know, the next Billy Bush or something and then kill myself. <laughs> Okay, Mo says, my Shane Dawson question is if he can talk about his ships and if he can name a fave. I learned about shipping via you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I hope that'll be dead soon, the whole shipping concept. I mean, it's fun, but oh my God. Um, So my ships currently... (laughs) Explain ships for the old people in the room who like goldfish crackers. Okay, yes. Um, A (laughs) a ship is when people um, wish two people were in a relationship. So they call it shipping. But they don't really want them in a relationship. So, for example, me and this YouTuber, Joey Graceffa, people ship us. They call us showy. He's a beautiful human being. He is. He's very beautiful. He's face-tuned in real life. It's, it's yes. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, they don't actually want us to fuck. It's like a weird thing where they want to, they want to think about us fucking, but it's a fantasy. And if they actually saw us fucking, they'd vomit. Mm-hmm. They, if they saw me fucking anything, they'd, they'd probably <laughs> vomit. Um, all, my, all my picking scars would be a nightmare. Um so yes, I have Showy. That's me and Joey. I have me and my friend uh, Trisha. So that's uh, Train. <laughs> and then I have me and Lisa, which is Shisa, which is you know still not dead, even though the relationship kind of is. They they're still holding out hope. And I guess my favorite one. That's hard. You know, that's hard. You know, I guess my favorite would probably be Shisa because that was the an actual relationship that you know I love. Uh, Samantha Woodhouse says, "What is your favorite animal?" <gasps> oh. Oh, giraffe. Okay. okay. <laughs> no explanation needed. Um, I recently made an appointment to have hip hypnotherapy. Have you ever done that? <gasps> no, I want to very badly. People, a couple of different people came on the show. Stevie Ryan, uh, Ooh, a while who, ago. Who hates me? Really? Why? Oh my god! I didn't know. She okay. It's a long story, but long story short, um, I used to watch her videos back in the day she started a long time ago on youtube and um there's a lot of like similarities between some of my videos and hers that were very unintentional and like for example she has a video called like addicted to twerking and i did a video where my mom was like twerking i called my video addicted to twerking but it's not about that at all Mm -hmm. it's just that was popular smosh did a video called addicted to twerking everybody was doing it 
So like, there's a few things like that. Um, and she, I saw her go, she went off on me on Twitter. She's like, if I saw Shane in person, I'd fucking kill him. I'd punch him in the face. Like he stole all my ideas. Wow. Like, really scary. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope I don't see you in person, but if I do, like, it's not, I'm not stealing your shit. I think a lot of my thumbnails and titles maybe look similar, but if you actually watch, you know, I'm not. I'm not right. But yeah, it's really crazy. I had no idea. I love it. I love a good drama. I know. <laughs> well, so anyway, uh, she talked about it and that put the idea in my head a while ago. And then I just recently had Michael Showalter on the show. It mm. hasn't aired yet, but he talked about how much hypnotherapy helped him. So then I'm like, I'm going to give this a try. So mm. I made an appointment and I went. Ooh. It was the craziest, most surreal thing. Like I went, I wonder if you're not supposed to talk. I'm going to talk about it. Went into the waiting room and everything in the waiting room felt like it was like from an institutional video from 1985 or something oh. <laughs> like but it was a positive experience but there was this tv that was on in the room and it seemed like there was a it was a late night show because it was a guy sitting behind a desk talking to an audience but he was talking about hypnotherapy it was like hypno tv Oof. um but so anyway had the appointment it was kind of crazy i was convinced that i probably would be really resistant mm. even though i'm very i'm open to it and I made the appointment I was worried that I wouldn't be able to be hypnotized but I was very, like very quickly able to be hypnotized um but and this is why I bring it up at the beginning and I think they they maybe do a different thing with each person but she asked me all these questions which she said was to get a sense of how I learn but the questions it would be like um you know are you uncomfortable are you comfortable initiating conversation in a group of strangers and then it'd be like are you ever not uncomfortable initiating conversation like the questions would sort of be the inverse mm. and i looked confused she's like don't think about it just answer so i don't know if it really was to get a sense of how i learn or if it was to sort of like over like it's i think it's called cognitive overload it's like a way of sort of getting you to disassociate because I afterwards i went i started looking up all the ways that it works mm. um so i don't know but so anyway she's asking me all those questions and she's marking down my answers and at the end she says now if i told you to imagine a pink giraffe sitting in that bowl of rocks could you and i nodded and she wrote that down and she's like and if i asked you to imagine biting into a juicy orange can you taste it and i nodded she's like perfect and then we moved on. But I was like, what? this is so crazy. Because you said giraffe. That's what made me think of the no, whole I thing. Mean, what, but what? Well, okay. When you're hypnotized, what does that mean? So like, do you remember any of it? I remember all of it. Yeah. So then is that hypnotized? Yes. I think that we have this idea from watching magic shows and things like that, that hypnosis is like, you'll do whatever they say and they have complete control over you. And hypnotherapy is really not like that. You are in a relaxed state um and you're like very focused on what they're saying but she said it's sort of like if you've ever had a massage where you kind of go into like almost a trance but at any point you could get up and walk out so you're not asleep no you're not asleep no and in fact at the beginning i felt like i really kind of like went into it um but then later i felt like i was lifting out of it a little bit mm. so i don't know but that was sort of just the initial like conditioning something session like i don't like i'm going back mm -hmm. um so we didn't really get in get into like the actual work of it all um what do you want to deal with uh 
not eating at night. Yes. Letting go of grief and letting go of anger. Mm, yeah. But I feel like the not eating at night thing <sighs> is the starting, like where I want to start because that's sort of just a behavior I want to change. Mm. Um, the other mm. stuff is much more big and diffuse. It's so easy to like eat healthy during the day and like be like, Undo I'm it. so healthy. And then at night, just fuck it up. Yes. <sighs> I wish I was one of those people who's like, I don't eat a bite past 7 p.m. But it's like, <laughs> I'm no my... longer going to be Lean Cuisine's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a good Some one. days I take my first bite after 7 p.m. Yeah. That's been a thing that my trainer has really been trying to drum into my head. Like you can't do this thing where you don't eat during the day yeah. and you just eat at night. So now I'm like, great. Now I'm eating during the day and also eating at night. <laughs> it was oh. better when I wasn't eating during the day. I've been making fake pizza, which is literally, this is so sad, but I've been eating rice, ca- like brown rice, unsalted brown rice cakes. And then I put like spaghetti sauce on it and I put it in the microwave. And it, that it sounds good. gives you the pizza idea, but right. it's like no calories. And no cheese? No cheese, no. That's, I feel like, I don't I've think I've been that's doing that at, at night before bed. And I'm like, I just had pizza before bed. <laughs> It's really sad. <laughs> I don't think that's sad. Okay. Yulia Chorna says, what are your life goals, really? Uh, direct movies. That's it. I mean, be happy. All that other crap, but not focus on my body. But yeah, direct movies. That's what I want to do. Are you working on another directing project? Trying. The problem is scripts. I just don't have time to write one. And I want to do a horror movie next. So I'm just, I've been reading so many um, horror scripts and uh, not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not good. So yeah, it's been hard. Uh, Emily Reinhart says, favorite ice cream? Ooh, fuck. God, well, you caught me in fall. So that's hard. Would your answer be different? Oh, my God. Is it season dependent? Very much so. But what I had the other day, I only had a bite of it and I threw the rest away, was was, uh, this place called 21 Choices in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. And it's like Cold Stone, but for frozen yogurt, which is not a good idea. It's not great. But they made one called the Couch Potato, and it was um, like vanilla frozen yogurt with like Lay's potato chips, Reese's peanut butter cups, and caramel sauce. Actually, it was awful, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up. But that's my least favorite. Okay. <laughs> really Great. bad. Really bad. Do you ever do this kind of stuff? Because mm-hmm. last night my husband commented that it's like you're playing a chess game with yourself. Mm. Um, if I buy something that I find too tempting, yeah. I will either throw it out or I'll put it in the freezer. So it becomes like kind of impossible to eat. And then like I'm like, I'll thought out. Okay. This is this is real fat girl shit. I'm like ice cream. You put it in the freezer. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, this is, I can't believe I'm admitting this, Let's but get in. Let's okay. Do, it. do you know what crema Mexicana is? It's something that I've seen in like the cream cheese, sour cream aisle for okay. a while. Uh, but I've never really known what it is. Okay. I think it's like a creme fraiche kind of, it's like, it's, it's, cre- it, they call it table cream also, which is also Ooh. intriguing. Like, I don't know okay. what that is, but it's hugely fattening. Uh, <laughs> So um, I had, as I mentioned, doing IVF and I had my egg retrieval yesterday. So Mm -hmm. I came home pretty drugged up. We needed to go to the grocery store and I decided I would do Instacart. Do you ever do Instacart? It's grocery delivery. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of expensive. Uh, It can be kind of expensive. Postmates is probably cheaper. What is it? Postmates. I've never done Postmates. What is that? I'll show you after the show. But Postmates is like that, but you can do anything ever. Like you can, any store and as far away as you want. Um, you can like get all your groceries from Ralph's or you can even get like a lighting set from a camera store. You can do anything. And I love it's that. It's like a $7 charge. Okay. Yeah. 
Maybe I'll try that. Um, so I did this. So I bought low fat ricotta cheese, mm. but then I was like, look at the other items near the shelf, you know? Mm. Um, so, cause I quit carbs a while ago, mm. which is amazing. It's crazy to me that I haven't had any sugar or any carbohydrate at all since June because wow. carbohydrates are like my thing. Yeah. However, I feel like right now it's like the bad habits are like, let's find something not carbohydrate-y to, you know, mm. abuse. So anyway, I saw this cream of Mexicana. I'm like, what is that? And I started Googling it and it's like, there's all, you can whip it and make whipped cream and there's all sorts of things you can do. So I bought this. Um, it's 30 calories a tablespoon, which is not that bad, except that it's like if you eat more than one tablespoon, it is. And it tastes like tastes like whipping cream is what it tastes like but not really sweet oh is this like just the condensed milk stuff no it's not no it's not that i have it in the freezer right now (laughs) so anyway (laughs) i i was like mixing it with truvia it's it's so good truvia why are you isn't it already sweet no i mean why wouldn't you just put sugar in it i mean if you if you're going cream Because cause sugar is carbs. Got this it, is carbless. It's okay. ridiculous. It's not healthy at all. Okay. But so anyway, I was like, I've got to stop eating. I've got to stop eating straight cream with what you, Truvia. What do you put it on? A spoon. Yeah. I tried to whip it. It wouldn't whip. <laughs> so, mm. uh, so I put it in the freezer. Mm. But then I decided I wanted a little bit before bed last night. So I got it out and I was running it under hot water. And then my husband <laughs> came into the kitchen. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I, Is it in a bowl? It's in a, a plastic container, like a plastic jar. Mm. So I had to explain to him what was going on. And then uh, he said, it's like you're playing a chess game with yourself. Yeah. Is <laughs> what I know. Yeah, I know. You feel I do the same thing. Postmates has ruined my life because Postmates. I'll just pull it up right now. You can <laughs> not sponsor it. I wish it was. You can literally anything you want in the entire world. You just go to the app, and there's like it's like this magical little guy on a bike, and then you just any store you want, anything, and they bring it to you. That in is a matter crazy. Of Twenty minutes. Look, Google Crema Mexicana, and you'll see what this is. Okay, let me see this. I've probably had it. I'm I'm really big into cream. <laughs> It's good. I mean, incredibly fattening, but... Images. Yeah, I need a picture. Um, Oh. Have you ever seen that? Yes, they put it on top of that green soup. I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Interesting choice. It's similar to sour cream. It's interesting that you would like... That's your thing. Like, for me, I would get, you know, the... um, fat-free, ready-whip, and the light blue in the can. and just have I it. love that. Why wouldn't you just do that? You can freeze that, it. Because of the carbs. There's carbs in it? Yes. But the ca- it's low-cal. That's something that back back in the day, I would... <laughs> I was like, I'm going on my whipped cream diet, which would be like <laughs> just three cans a day, which is 600 calories. Yes. But nothing else. I've done that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad way to diet. Although the problem with those cans... <laughs> This is super unhealthy. <laughs> it's really a starvation diet. <laughs> but if your entire sustenance is a can mm. of Ready Whip, you can go through it really fast. It doesn't last as long as I want it to. Well, that's why I started. I think on the show last time I was telling you about my obsession with foam, which was um, which is in Whole Foods. Actually, I don't think they sell it anymore because it's probably illegal. But it's it's whipped cream that's so good. It's like tahini vanilla or something, and uh, it's zero calories for the whole can. How can they, how is that possible? I don't know, 
but it's so good. And I would be eating five cans a day. Just like can after can after can. And they don't have it anymore? I couldn't find it at the Whole Foods I was at the other day. So It's called like, Foam? Foam, yeah. If My you, life's yeah. goal is to find this right I'll now. Fi- go to foam.com. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you type in foam, you'll see pictures of people eating it. It's honestly so delicious. It's better than any whipped cream I've ever had. The texture is like slightly runnier than you'd expect from a whipped cream, which I like. Interesting. It's like very thick. Okay. Yeah. It's I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. Um, Snapchats. <laughs> yeah, you would think I would go for the ready whip. It's because it's because I backed myself into a corner of not eating carbohydrates. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big ready whip fan. Okay. <laughs> Emily Reinhardt also wants to know vanilla or chocolate cake. Oh, 100% vanilla. I love sheet cakes. I love vanilla um, icing that's kind of hard on top. Like it's so old. Mm. It's been in the sheet cake area for a while. Yes. Um, Fuck ice cream cakes. Fuck yourself. They're disgusting. Yeah. Abo's mom says, for Shane, please tell us your fart story. My fart story? I wondered if you had one. Interesting. I had a dream last night that it was all about farts and all about me farting and people being very upset about it. And then when I woke, <laughs> I woke up to the sound of my own fart and I'm like, oh, that's why. And in my dream, somebody goes, I mean, why do your farts have to sound so dry? <laughs> and when I woke up, I knew exactly what they meant. It was the driest <laughs> desert fart I've ever heard. That's better than Ripped a wet. Ripped me open. It was horrible. Better than a wet sounding fart, I think. I don't know. I mean, a wet fart, at least, like, there's no risk of blood. Like, a dry fart, I'm like, I cut myself. That's true. Mm-hmm. A sharp fart. <laughs> Tamagotchi says, what band or artist is your guilty pleasure? Ooh, that's hard. I mean, I wish I could find my Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack because I listened, I used to listen to that every day. Um, I don't know. I'm not really guilty of any of it. Oh, no. At the moment, I've been listening to Ashley Simpson's first album on repeat, (laughs) which, by the way, is so good. I don't know how she made it that good because she's not that good. But like, it's so good. I got stains on my T-shirt. It's so good. I don't know if I've heard it. Pieces of me. Come on. I mean, that I've heard. Oh, it's so good. Tara Fraser says, who's your dream YouTube collab? Ooh. That's hard. Oh, I've been really obsessed with cooking video. This is another problem. When I get into my eating disorder land, I watch like hours and hours of uh, cooking videos. But now I fall into the, can I make it into a cake? And there's a channel where it's this girl called How to Cake It. And it's just her making like, she makes cakes that look like a bookcase or like a big hot dog. And it's all cake. Oh, that's but it's, neat. But it's not like Cake Boss where it's like half of it's fucking cardboard and wood and nails. <laughs> it's it's all cake. And I've been in it. <laughs> so her. <laughs> all right. Riley, no, Ashley T.H.O. says, if you could remake any movie that exists already, what one would you remake? That's really hard because I I hate remakes. So, woof. I really loved, they should remake Twister. That movie was so good. I never, wait, Twister. Twister with Helen Hunt. Is that the one uh... where the cow flies across (laughs) the screen? (laughs) Yes, I did see that. And Bill Paxton, Paxton, right? It's very, and, and uh, who else? Uh, the guy who died, Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? No, it's really incredible, and the special effects are really bad. But like, if they remade it now, I think that'd be great. Not me though; I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> Riley Cable says, also a movie question: What was your favorite childhood movie? Scream. Gray Chair Sam says, and now this question came in a lot: What job would you have if you weren't a YouTuber? Uh, a middle school teacher. Really? I always want to be a teacher 
director, but then teacher was always my back, my backup in my head. Um, and I loved, I would come up in my head with like my first day of school, like what my thing would be. Like, I'd be like, all right, everybody, let's take a test. And then of course, you know, rip up the papers and be like, just kidding. Like I had my whole thing. <laughs> I had my classroom set up in my head, like in the corner, there'd be a fake tree made out of paper. And that's where we like do fun puppet shows. Maybe I'm Michael Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, a teacher. Yeah. Do you, my thing, if I were a teacher is I feel like you're supposed to be stern at the beginning and I mm. wouldn't be able to. I would just be everyone's best friend, but in a, w- in a way where I'm like, I need to draw better boundaries probably. Uh, yeah. I remember we had a teacher in fifth grade. Uh, she was on our last. She was just about to step off that chair and she, <laughs> <laughs> she had one foot in the air. And yeah, our first day, I guess her husband left her during the summer. And I oh, remember geez. very specifically, she like freaked out about her husband leaving her and told us all about it. Fifth grade. I related. I was like, my mom, I get it. Um, she like <laughs> even was like writing down on a on her projector. Do you remember those? Yes. Those were always cooler than chalkboards. So cool. And she was writing down like pros and cons of like relationships. And, oh my word. <laughs> fifth grade. It was very dark. Wow. So I guess I do that. <laughs> uh, Dana says, would you ever shave your head again? Yes. I will probably lose my hair three years from now. I, I already know that family. I already get it. Um, so I've had a shaved head before. I enjoyed it. It was great. Easy cleanup, nothing. So I would love to shave my head again. So hopefully I'll like be a director by then. I don't, I don't have to be on camera. Okay. Maddie B says, what is your favorite way to eat cheese? Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God. I love nachos are my favorite food of all time. Oh, really? With extra cheese, El Torito. It's like the white cheese, but then they have the, the cream sauce. They probably have the cream of the Mexican sauce. They probably do. Um, so on a nacho, just just mm, half half soupy, half hard cheese. How do you feel about nachos with just like the jar cheese on them? Fuck off. Yeah. That's not, that's not even. No. Don't even. Okay. Nathan says, what are three good qualities about Shane? You have to name no. three good qualities about yourself. I think I'm a good listener. I think my friends have told me that good listener. Um, I can uh, make I can cook a lot of weird stuff with very low calories. I can make a lot of bizarre creations, um, and I Uber a lot, and I always pay for it. And I get the SUV because I get car sick in a small car. So like when my friends are out, we're like, they're like, "Are we going to Uber?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're going to Uber." Daddy's Daddy's Ubering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Uber because I want to make an announcement, which is on the last podcast, we were talking about tip on the Thursday show. We were talking about tipping. And I said that I thought the tip was built in to Uber Mm -mm. and an Uber driver wrote in to say it's not. And could you please let people know that uh, the tip is not built into the price because um, a lot of people think it is, but it's not. And it would make a difference for a lot of Uber drivers. So so then I started Googling it, though, and there's this kind of some controversy because all Uber, not well, I imagine most Uber drivers really want Uber to build a tip function into the app mm-hmm. um, because it would help them out a lot because people don't know that they can tip or they should tip or whatever. I mean, I guess you really – do you tip? I don't because I don't carry cash. If right. If they had it in the app, I would. Like Postmates, yes. I always tip. Yeah. I didn't. I remember one time, the first time we took an Uber, um, we were like, how do we tip you? And the, and the guy said, um, you, you know, you can tip, but the high rating is more important. So yes. we tipped him. And then I, then I haven't tipped since because I didn't realize you're supposed to. I don't know if you are or not. But Uber says 
you don't need to because it's supposed to be a cashless experience. Like that's like the yeah. Uber, the the company line is it's supposed to be a cashless experience. You don't need to. But the drivers are like, you're, hey, Uber, you're screwing us because the drivers people aren't tipping. I hate Uber. I have had so many Uber drivers like have full on fight, not fights. They'll just like yell and talk about Uber and how terrible it is and like how I should be using Lyft. And it's like really intense. And I'm like, I just want to put my earphones in. And Wait, Uber this. drivers will be telling you you should be using yeah, Lyft? Yeah, they're, they're like, you know, next time, because they also do Lyft. Oh. So they'll be like, next time, like call me or like, let's use Lyft because Lyft lets you tip like all these. They're very angry about Uber. Yeah. All right. Well, now we know. <laughs> but it does cut into the convenience of Uber to also need to be carrying cash. And also, I have had so many bad Uber experiences, and I still Uber, but every pretty much every other experience is awful. My guy yesterday like took me to like downtown Culver City when I wanted to go to the valley, and I wasn't <laughs> looking up from my phone. And then when I looked up and I was in Culver City, I was like, are you fucking with me right now? And I still had to like pay for the trip. It was awful. So I don't know. Fuck yeah. It. I don't, I don't, I don't Uber enough, but I don't always love it. No. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, MC says best and worst part about coming out on the internet. Best part is that it's easier and you don't have to like tell every single person in your life. Like you could just, they, you assume they already saw the video and they all talked about it behind your back. So that's a good part. It is awkward though when they haven't, like during this movie process, one of the actresses who's like a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while, um, I was like trying to explain like what book titles I'm coming up with. And I was like, what if I did started from... <laughs> started from the bottom now i'm top and i thought it was so funny and she was like i don't get it and i was like because of the whole bisexual thing she's like what are you talking about and i was like oh fuck now i gotta do this so that's the worst i guess that is the best and the worst okay and then here's the last one one wolf says and these are references to the most recent episode is he buck is his brain tight are you familiar with this language that the young people are using which one buck yeah i didn't I know what buck that. meant no i have not heard that one okay do you know Molly McAleer? She was on the show and she was yes, saying Yes, I have it. not heard that show yet, but yes. Okay, yes. Um, she and Ben were describing things as Buck. And I was like, is that good or bad? But I guess it's kind of like Buck Wild, but it can be bad, but it can also... I don't know. I still don't really get it. Um, it's like when people say, like, dead. I guess. Like, like it's so funny I'm dead, but also, like, if you hate it, it's like, ugh, dead. It's confusing. But also... Um, her brain is tight or his brain is tight or my brain is tight is a thing. Wait, what does that mean? Mom? I don't know. Something something good, I think. I think it's my, good to have a tight brain. My brain and my pants are tight. <laughs> my, everything's tight. I always feel very, very swollen. <laughs> Let's do just mirror everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Layla Rolling Stone says, The satisfaction of peeling skin off my legs is almost worth, worth the excruciating sunburn. I mean, I think, I think you guys know that Shane and I both love picking stuff. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if I'd say it's worth this. Well, no. It's been a really long time since I've picked sunburned <laughs> yeah. skin. I haven't been out in the sun <laughs> in a very long time. So I have no idea. My, I went to the beach finally after living next to the beach for so long and I wore full on shirt and pants. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> do you still live by the beach? I do. I'm definitely ready to move. It's like, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, this just smells like pee. I went into the water 
once again, in pants and a shirt. And uh, I didn't notice a sign that said, do not go in the water. And it was so much seaweed, but to a point where it was just like swimming in like wigs. That was the <laughs> texture on my legs. It was uh-huh. awful. And it said, don't go in the water because of seaweed or? I guess, but everybody was in the water, so I didn't notice it. And then right. I literally picked up like, it was a Doritos bag with like feces in it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> Ew. Aaron L. Thomas says, just mirror everyone. Hate being called ma'am or lady. I'm not old yet. Oh, I relate so much. I still get ma'am on the phone. Still. <laughs> Yeah, whenever someone calls me ma'am, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not miss anymore. Well, that's lady, weird. though, that's weird. Who calls Lady's you lady? weird. Hey, my lady. dad used to say that so when I was in here, he would be mad. He'd be like, listen, lady. I'm like, I'm eight. Oh. Don't call oh. me lady. Oh. Yeah, it was always awful. Not even the little lady? Or that's no. That's too creepy. I, they're both weird. Yeah. It was like he turned into a New Yorker. Yeah. He turned into like an angry New Yorker. All right, lady. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I do say the word lady a lot, though, I noticed. Like when I'll be like, oh, yeah, this lady, this lady, oh, that lady, that lady. It's kind of a rude. I need to change that. Is it rude? Is I, don't it? I don't think it is. I feel like lady is such like a lady. But, you know, sometimes I'll say lady because I don't know whether to go girl or wi- or woman. Oof, it's a tough one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Aaron L. Thomas also says, just mirror everyone, embarrassed about how much I love my cat because I'm afraid of being a stereotype. Fat, single, childless, upper 30s lady. Lady. <laughs> Can we... This I had I actually had a conversation about this yesterday. Isn't it over yet? The whole cat lady joke. Can we? Yeah, end it? I'm fucking over. I it. think we can be done with I'm it. Fucking over. I was reading the back of Abigail Breslin's new book. This may sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who she is, she's a little girl from Little Miss Sunshine. She has a book. I um, didn't know she had a book. Mm-hmm. And I was reading the back of it, which is just full of fun internet puns because she's young. And it literally is like, and then one day I'll end up being a crazy old cat lady. And I'm like. I feel like that's cliche. Isn't it dead? Yeah, it's kind of fucked out. Yeah. Literally kill it. I don't care anymore. But sorry to the girl who, who sent us that tweet. But no, you're not a cat lady because that doesn't exist. That's right. We're done with that <laughs> as a culture. But I do, un- I understand not wanting to be a stereotype. Like, mm. I don't want to be seen hunting for a bargain too much. Got it. Like, I don't want to be seen sampling too many flavors at yogurt. <laughs> And right. not buy it. <laughs> right. Do you still buy it though and throw it away? That's what I do. I'll get like no. a little cup of a little bit mm-hmm. and little sprinkles and then I'll throw it away because I feel bad about all the samples. Really? You'll do a yeah. charity frozen yogurt buy? Yeah, because I don't want to be that guy who's just like coming in for the free yolk. You know? Right. Also, I've never used yolk before, but I'm going to start <laughs> using it. <laughs> oh, it's been a really long time since I've had since I've had yolk. Oh, shit. <laughs> since I've had fro yolk. Um, oh, it's pumpkin pie season at Yogurt Land. I know. Is Yogurt Land where you where you serve yourself? Yogurt Land is the self serve. Are um, you more into the self serve ones? You know, if I had a choice, I'd be Golden Spoon all the way. Golden they do Spoon. It for you. They are good. And they put the sprinkles in the middle of the yogurt of the yolk. Um, yogurt Land is very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember. I don't know how many years into my being a golden spoon patron i realized oh their spoons are supposed to be golden Mm -hmm. that sort of brownish sparkly spoon is Mm -hmm. supposed to be gold (laughs) matt says just mirror everyone wearing shoes that tap the floor loudly makes me feel more important i don't know if i have that i know what you mean it reminds me of like me and my mom waiting in court 
Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I have very specific memories of being in a courtroom, <laughs> but I remember my mom, like, chomping gum and, like, tapping her shoe on the ground, like, very, like, click, click, click. And I felt like such a fucking badass. Was this so, during yeah, custody thing? I have no idea. Okay. We didn't have any custody, I don't think, issues. My dad was like, all right, take <laughs> Um, So I don't know. But, yeah, a lot of tapping and I liked it. Ryan Quick says, just mirror everyone, get intensely uncomfortable and feel horrible for the actress when a character gives birth on TV or in movies. No, I'm, I'm always in it. And I just assume they, <laughs> I mean, I really, I know they're not really giving birth, but I never think about what it's like for the actress. It's interesting. I only feel bad when it's on one of those awful, like sex sent me to the ER, like one of those like reenactment shows. Uh-huh. That's so awful. And it's just, the acting is always atrocious, but no, I've never felt bad. Lane says, when I find a grammatical error in a book, I feel like I've cracked some secret code or discovered a crazy hidden mystery. Just mirror everyone. No, I don't think I have that. You need to solve some mysteries and read some YouTuber books. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be at Nicolas Cage and National Treasure. You'll be finding them everywhere. <laughs> Nicole Donaldson says, I thought wolverines were made up animals until I was 21. Just me or everyone. Wait, they're not? I know. I was a little surprised to find out they're not. I feel like I've d- I learned this a while ago and I was surprised then. What are they? I don't know. Cats? I just found this out within the last year okay yeah so we're all under the impression that they're made up but what are they are they little wolves i forget but no it's something else hold on i'll look it up that's how that's how new it is to me i thought they were so they're not even related to wolves it could be a monkey in my head i kind of can see a monkey like a monkey with claws well, I am on the edge of my seat now. I can't believe BuzzFeed hasn't done a whole list i know what what animals really exist (laughs) do reindeers exist no Yes. It is also referred to as the skunk bear. What? What is it? What does it look like? It looks like a like a like a tiny weasel or something. It's like a monkey? It's very uh <laughs> rodenty? No, yeah, it's very rodenty. Interesting. Did, I had no so they're not even tough or scary? They don't seem to be. They Why might would be. Hugh Jackman play that? I don't right. Because doesn't a wolverine I assumed a wolverine is like a like a jaguar. Or is something. that Hugh Jackman's like backstory? Oh, I don't know. Is that Wolverine's backstory? Like a little monkey bit him? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well today's the day that I learned then what they are. <laughs> Just me, Ashley says, spend so long deciding what to eat or pick up for dinner that I'm starving and possibly where I want to eat is closed. Oh. Yes, I, I it takes me forever to choose that kind of stuff too that's hard because it's always so a fight with like, I need to be healthy tonight. So like I'll have my Postmates open and I'll see like tender greens and then right under it, I'll see like Casa del whatever, some Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, okay, no, I'll be healthy. No, no, no. But okay, no, no, I'll be healthy. No, no, no. But I'll have a, I'll have a protein shake and then I'll get nachos and have a bite and throw it away. And then I fight with myself and then I'm like, oh, tender greens is closed. But you know what? God wanted me to have the nachos. And then that's how I justify it. How frequently do you make the rule that you'll take a bite and then throw it out and then actually follow through? You know, I'd say it's a solid 50%. Like the other night I got three pieces of cake from Sweet Lady Jane's, which is amazing. I always end up throwing up because it's so sweet. It's too intense. Um, But I was like, I'm going to have a bite of each cake and throw it all away. What did I do? I had a bite of each cake. I threw it all away. And then an hour later, I went back and I opened up the trash. And then I had a little bit more. And then I threw it. And then I opened up the trash again. This is where it got really bad. I threw the trash in the dumpster of the apartment building. And like like 3 a.m. I was like, well, I tied it in a knot. And then I'll like walk to the dumpster and like open up. And I'm like, I can't do this. And then I did it. You did it? I did it. You got to... (laughs) 
You gotta do what you gotta I. Pour you gotta pour on soap it. on it. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what you have to do. You gotta contaminate it because uh, I feel like if you don't do that, that's because you're leaving yourself the option of going to get it later. I know. You gotta pour soap on that creme de mexicano. <laughs> <laughs> I have poured soap on stuff though, like chocolate almonds, which are my weakness, and I've poured uh, soap on those, and then I'll just like water it off. But then <gasps> really? I'll still taste the soap and I'll get diarrhea. Oh, gross! <laughs> For me, soap is that's. That's it? Yeah. Because mm. okay. I'm always so afraid of eating soap. I started putting Comet on stuff. Ugh. Like a Comet, like you'll die. If you yeah. <laughs> what kind of cake was it though? Oh my God. Well, they had the red velvet one. They had the chocolate blackout one, which has like funfetti in the middle. And then they also had, it's called the princess cake. It's their signature. It has berry filling, which I'm not a berry person, but for some reason, the mixture of the berry and the fondant that they roll on the cake is so good. See, I feel like you get in trouble with one bite because you could, you can make a big cake bite. Oh, fuck. I take the, my bite is the end of the cake where all the frosting <laughs> oh, is. Oh yeah. Like, okay. That's my bite. Okay. Um, Cheesecake Factory is, I mean is awful i can't go there i'll get all the cheesecake and take a bite of all of them it's bad do you think in general fat people like cake and thin people like pie better because i because last i've been doing this thing lately on twitter where i'm like you know for the next four minutes i'll answer your questions i like to keep it a very short amount of time and then i'll usually do it for longer than four but i just give myself that out while you're having hot water run over your cream (laughs) (laughs) exactly while i'm waiting for i actually ultimately put it in the microwave the problem at that point was that the freezer really messed up the texture of it because that it was like blobs of fat with shards of ice in it it really wasn't good Yeah. Anyway, um, someone said, what do you wish you were eating right now? And I wrote back cake. And I'm like, it's a very fat girl answer. Yeah. But it is, especially since I'm no carb anymore. Like at that point, I was like, if I could take a bite of anything right now, I'd probably want cake. Yeah. No, fuck off with your pies. I mean, like the only pie I enjoy is pecan because that tastes like a fucking melted cake candy bars thing. Like like pumpkin pie is good, I guess. But like I'd rather have a huge slice of sheet cake. I like pumpkin pie. But just the other day, that was another thing I was thinking. And if I could eat anything, I would just eat the filling out of a pumpkin pie right now. Oh, I've done, I went to Whole Foods. This was back more of like a bulimia days, but I would go to Whole Foods and I would get like, cause I, that's like a healthy bulimic. So I'd get like, <laughs> I'd get like the gluten-free, like healthy, huge pumpkin pie and just eat the whole, all the innards. Wow. Yeah. But not the crust. By the way, for bulimics out there who are looking for the inspiration, don't do it. But also pumpkin pie does not come up. <laughs> it doesn't come up. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't come up. Well, actually, if you, I've heard that if your dog is, no, 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 I'm wrong. If your dog has loose stools, they recommend giving them pumpkin. I I was thinking maybe it prevents throwing up, but that's not true. It might. It doesn't. It was very, very bizarre. Read about it in my book. (laughs) How long were you bulimic? God, I went through that for years. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but that was like from 18 um, when I started losing my weight up until a couple years ago. And it, it, there was a moment like where full on binging, purging, full on every day, but oh, but the last year was more like once to twice a week, and then, uh, and then I had a really scary moment where like blood came up. It was a bad situation. Jeez, I there's I'm writing about it right now in my book. There was a chapter where it was the first time I spent the night at Lisa's house, and long story short, um, I like binged because what happens when you're bulimic is, well, you know, um, what happens. Um, but I ate dinner and I felt guilty about it. And then I was like, well, I already fucked up. So I might as well keep going. So like when she fell asleep, I like, you know, got all the food, went to 
Seven Eleven or whatever and filled up on candies and cakes and shit. And um, I was like, I got to throw it up. And I threw it up into a trash bag in the backseat of my truck in like the parking lot of the apartment complex, filled up a trash bag. And then I couldn't find the dumpster. Long story short, the trash bag exploded. Oh. And vomit went all over her apartment complex, like all over like the parking structure, oh. like, everywhere. And then I started crying because I'm like, this is illegal, right? Because vomit's toxic. So <laughs> the, at like three in the morning, I'm like out there like cleaning in my underwear, like cleaning up all the vomit. It was, that was my like breaking point of mm-hmm. I need to actually find a therapist who specializes. And I did. So that was good. Wow. <laughs> Transgender bulimia. This is a Caitlyn Jenner special. Like I hesitate to say what I'm about to say. Do it. Um, because it sounds like I'm condoning bulimia, which is super unhealthy. But I tried multiple times, yeah. and I could never make myself throw up. Really? Yeah. But it was it wasn't like after a huge binge or anything. Mm. It's like I knew that I wa- I wanted to see if I had what it took <laughs> to be bulimic first. Got it. When I used to drink, if I was very drunk, I could easily make myself throw up. Yes. But I could never. It was never just like oh, I ate too much something. And I'd sit there with my finger down my throat and I'd gag and like my eyes would water and my nose would run, but I could never get the barf It's to come a very up. specific. And by the way, this is not me giving tips. I know. That's why I'm hesitant to bring it up. It's a very specific. I've talked about it in video. I think it's fine. I mean, it's a very specific thing. Like when you, you have to, there's like a order to it all. Like you start with diet soda, then you do the food. You try to have some kind of an ice cream component and then you end with diet soda. And the something about the carbonation, <laughs> this is so gross, but it, it, all like you have to be so full to a point of pain and like you're nauseous and then it all comes up at once like all of it the diet soda really changes the game (laughs) maybe i'll give it another go (laughs) but also like awful 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 and worst part of my life and also doesn't work i was so puffy and like slightly chubby when i was bulimic because your body still keeps 70 percent of the calories that's what i was thinking so it's it doesn't work it's like it's a mental disorder so like i still have that mental disorder so it wasn't even an effective way to lose weight no i was so puffy because like number one and it breaks all the blood vessels in your like head so my face looked crazy just blood just like blood broken vessels everywhere puffy skin um my throat was always dry my teeth were terrible yellow it was a bad situation for a long time barf chat (laughs) ah did you just make that where'd that come from we had that like one we chamber. Knew, yep. yeah. I need that in my life. I didn't realize your body keeps 70% of the calories. Yes. Well, that makes sense because by the time you throw it up, you've already started digesting some of it. And even chewing and spit, which used to be my thing. After I've done bulimia, that. That I've done. It still, your body still takes those calories in. Your, t- your mouth Wait, and what? your asshole is where like, you know, it sucks in things so fast. Like the tongue, the mouth, like all the nerves, whatever it is. So the second thing hits your mouth, like that, those calories are real. And they they find their way. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. I figured if I spit out the bite, because sometimes I'll take a bite of something, and I'm like, this bite's not worth it. I'm gonna spit it out. No, nah, it doesn't really matter. Maybe like maybe fifty percent of it gone. <laughs> Damn, guys, get help if you need. It. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I realized that my relationship with food was really unhealthy when I realized that like. My dream is to find some kind of calorie-less food that I can just eat an infinite amount Sauerkraut, of. Sauerkraut, but it makes you puffy. Yeah, or like, you know, I want like a never-ending salad. Yes. Like, and really just lettuce, just lettuce and and not even a fattening dressing or anything, but it's just, I just want to be able to keep eating it as opposed to I want to eat 
till I feel full. That's when I was like, this wanting to eat, it's not about wanting to feel full. It's it's the activity of eating. Yeah, like eating a whole thing of like icebreaker sour mints and mm-hmm. then your stomach is destroyed and the farts are so dry, it'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, like you just want that feeling. That's why the diet soda, which is so bad for me, but it, that's my thing right now. It's like, okay, every, I just crack open diet soda. Like, oh, I like the feeling of putting something in my face. Yeah. <laughs> but see, now they refer to certain people as volume eaters versus mm. something like there's this term for a volume eater being someone who it's more about the volume of food than the however than like the I don't know, the richness of it or whatever. And I feel like that kind of normal like I think that the healthiest thing is when you're hungry you eat just to the point where you're not starving anymore and then you're done. It's not about the sensation or the emotion of it at all. No, I love my favorite thing in the whole world is to go to a restaurant and have somebody like bring me and not stop bringing me stuff like Buca de Beppo. Like they never stop. <laughs> and I'm not even into Italian food. I just like the fact that things keep coming and it's like Christmas. I'm like, it's coming. Something else is coming. I'm so full. I'm going to throw up, but I don't care because something else is coming. Like, yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, just me, <laughs> Ashley says. With all the tech advancements, why can't closed captioning keep up with the shows? It's a good question. I always wonder because I like to watch. Uh, I like to watch with the closed captions on because I it just keeps. Huh. I don't know. I like to read as I'm as I'm watching. I feel like I miss stuff otherwise. But sometimes the words on the screen will be different than what they're saying, mm. and so I wonder. The people who do the closed captioning are they doing it based off them talking, or do they sometimes receive the script? Because it seems like it's based on the script sometimes. Interesting. Or they're taking like creative liberties. <laughs> right. And they're just like paraphrasing things. And they're like, this joke didn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I noticed that too. I was watching, um, I was on the Despicable Me ride at Universal. And oh, was, I haven't done that. It's awful. And there's like this little this little caption underneath the screen when you're on the ride. And yeah, the captions were so off. I mean, they were like, bananas, bananas, bananas. And that bananas font did not pop up for like three minutes. So sucks to be deaf. <laughs> You miss it out. You miss that out. is true. Um, is there anyone you'd like to tell to go fuck themselves? Because I know that you're a Hey Go Fuck Yourself fan. Oh, I do love it. Ooh. Okay. Um, oh, not Scary Farm. I called <laughs> because I wanted to get like front of the line passes or something because like I can't do lines. Like, I get nauseous. I need like front of the line. And I'm willing to spend a little. I don't spend money otherwise. I'm like, okay, I'll spend a little money on this in my life. And I called. Take a guess at how much for two people front of the line passes are, like the VIP package at Not Scary Farm is. Just, at, by the way, which is the shittiest horror thing. Like Universal's up there, Not Scary Farm's at the very bottom. How much do you think? I'll give you, okay. Universal Studios, by the way, is like $200 for um, a front of the line VIP ticket. Not Scary Farm thoughts. Now, is this like a special, Is can anyone get this? Or mm-hmm. is it a, yeah, yeah. Um, $500. I'm going to go with, for two people, $2,300. Are you serious? For Knott's Scary Farm, which is such a piece of shit, which is like a joke place to go. Wow. Yeah, it's like the showgirls of like horror night. Like it's so fucking (laughs) shitty and it sucks. It's in Buena Park. And I told the guy, I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Some 17-year-old telling me it's $2,300 fucking dollars. And he was like, oh, it's selling out fast. You should probably buy it right now. I'm like, there's no way anybody's ever fucking bought that, you lying piece of shit, you trash bag. $2,300 for two people. So it's a- Eleven fifty for each person. I mean, that's I, insane. That's rent. That's crazy. Yeah. So you know what? Not scary farm. Hey, hey, hey! Go fuck yourself. I'll nice. stick to Universal, even though it's not that great anymore. 
It's been a long time since I've been in Knott's Berry Farm. Oof, it's rough. I used to like it. I mean, not as much as Disneyland. That was Disneyland was more my speed, but <laughs> I kind of miss Knott's Berry Farm. People, a lot of people die there. Well, a lot of people die at Disneyland. I stopped going to Knott's for a while after that woman like flew out of her roller coaster in front of her kids and like literally got like chopped into five million pieces. I don't think I know about this. Which it was one nuts. was it? So it, they had this water ride, which is kind of like the log ride, but bigger. And it's like this roller coaster that, that goes up and then it goes down into a bunch of water. And this woman was too big for the ride and her kids were with her. And they were like, sorry, ma'am, you, you don't fit. And she's like, please, I don't want to you know, be embarrassed in front of my kids. So they like said, okay, hold on really tight. And they like tied the belt, but they didn't oh my actually God. buckle it. And she yeah, flew out in front of her kids, hit the fucking roller that like burst into a million pieces, like in front of her children, in front of everybody. And that to me hit home because I had been kicked out for roller coaster. Yeah, what happened? I don't know your roller coaster story, but I yeah. read in the book that you mentioned it. Yeah, in a, but it was like a senior trip type of situation and uh I got kicked off a roller coaster for being too fat. And, um, and yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I was fat, obviously, but there was fatter people than me. So I took it as a sign from God. And I was like, okay, it's time to lose weight. But it was awful. Like having to get out in front of all my friends, like everybody in school, and like somebody walked me to the exit because I was too fat. Like was awful. But I'm happy they did it because I didn't want to die. Yeah. So, which roller, what amusement park was it? Not very fun. Which yeah. roller coaster do you remember? Yeah, it was called um, Extreme. I think extreme or maybe that's just what it was called. I don't know. It's like the highest roller coaster they have. It's like very high. The, ex- the extreme shame roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> the extreme um, body dysmorphia giving roller coaster. Right. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. But I'm blessed that I didn't die. Yes. <laughs> D- truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and my hey, go fuck yourself is... Uh, so I've been very... I just tweeted about this a minute. I just A couple replied. minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it yet. Um... I have been very public about going through IVF and trying to get pregnant, be- partly because I'm just a very public person in terms of it makes me feel better to be open about the things I go through. But specifically with this fertility thing, so many people have thanked me for talking about it because for, I don't, for whatever reason, shame or whatever it is, so many women don't talk about it. Like so many women have confessed to me that, you know, they, they, they didn't tell anyone, but the way they got that pregnant with their daughter or son is by doing fertility treatments. And it's just a thing that people don't talk about. They feel a lot of shame about. Um, so I I feel like I'm helping people by talking about it. But I had the egg retrieval yesterday and I posted a couple photos um, of me super high on drugs because, they, you know, they, mm-hmm. they drug you. Uh, and... Some a couple people posted these comments on Facebook. For the most part, everyone was super supportive, but a couple people posted comments like, "What would compel someone to go through all this when there are so many kids who need homes already born?" And I've heard stuff like that before, and it's just so fucking judgmental. Mm. And and what I said was. Adoption is every bit as expensive, time-consuming, and complicated as IVF. Like, people think that it's just that you can just go, like, oh, you know what? I want to be a mom. Let's go pick up a baby tomorrow. It Mm. does not work that way. It's incredibly – there's, like, a whole protocol you go through. It's very expensive. You wait a long time. Um, I'm not saying that – of course, people should adopt. And as I said in my follow-up tweet, um, we haven't ruled out adoption either. We're just not there yet. Mm. But then part of me goes, you know, 
this is what I get though for putting it out there. Like, of course, people are going to comment on it, and of course, some of the comments are going to be negative. And so then that almost made me feel like I almost wish I wasn't being so open about it. So I'm trying to just block out the negativity. But hey, judgmental people who think that you have a right to comment on other people's super personal decisions, even if they're being public about those decisions. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You know what I want to see? Because I uh, saw your tweet. Um, hold on. You did a very good hashtag with it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that I had never seen before. <laughs> I and think you, I invented it. The thing about hashtags is when you click on them, you can see if anybody else has tweeted that. Obviously, that's how hashtag works. So I'm curious, what if I, tw- what if I pressed on your hashtag, putting personal stuff out there because so many women go through it but don't talk about it? Are you ready to see if anybody else yes. has done that? Dun, 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 dun. Oh. Oh. <gasps> Are there other... It's just you. It's just me. I invented a hashtag. <laughs> Yay. Yay. That's very hard to do. Very Thank you hard very to much. Do. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Shane Dawson, it was delightful having you on the show again. Thank I you. I always have a good time when you come by. Thank you. I, I always um I always drink too much and then I have to pee for the last half. I've been needing to pee for a while too. <laughs> and so we has Jeff. Have. You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, perhaps Shane Dawson's book, I Hate Myself, mm. or any of the other things we've mentioned on the show or other stuff, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you so much for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. PayPal link's on the right side. We have a ringtone, which you've been hearing on the show. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. But we have other ringtones and singles as well. You can get these by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself or Touch the Tushy from your iPhone in the iTunes store. Um, Also, if you're not an iTunes person, they are available on Gumroad. G-O-M-R-O-A-D.com slash Allison Rosen. That's Gumroad.com slash Allison Rosen. We also have bonus episodes available. Those are comedy album section of the iTunes store. We have t-shirts available. Go to my website, AllisonRosen.com. Click on the t-shirt on the right side. It'll take you to the site where you can buy a t-shirt. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us, show at gmail.com. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, itunes.com slash Allison Rosen. And um, tell your friends and retweet tweets and all that. Jeff, where should we go to find you? You can find me at Colonel Jeff Fox on your social medias. And my podcast is Barracuda Radio. And Shane, I would just like to say, God does want you to have those nachos. Oh, thank you. I think everybody should believe that. I love that. That's a religion I can get behind. (laughs) Me too. Shane, (laughs) um, plug all the things you'd like to plug and say whatever you want to say. Yeah, check me out. Shane Dawson, Twitter and YouTube and stuff. And my movie, Not Cool, is on Netflix. You can watch it for free. And my book, I Hate Myself, is everywhere. Thank you so much. (laughs) Great seeing you listeners. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know... Alice and Rosen show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Alice and Rosen, here's your new band.